0: Welcome to the Drunk Dietitians podcast, co-hosted by your favorite tipsy registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, co-owner of Dietitians of Palm Valley, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. Us dietitian besties can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we're medical professionals, we are human too. We are not afraid to share our deepest secrets and how years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So grab your favorite cocktail and join us for our favorite casual happy hour, and expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. Cheers.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Drunk Dietitians. So today is a really it it was another one of those emotional episodes. I think Sam and I both were choking back tears, had the chills, laughed a lot. Um, But we brought on someone very special. So one of my personal friends and actually an old client of mine, her name is Nikki Petroselli, um, the nutrition concierge on Instagram, and she is a registered dietitian. And she has an incredibly like I don't even know the right words to describe her story, but her story is incredibly beautiful and special. And I'm just gonna say it now. We got the story first. So Nikki has never shared her full story before about her journey to brought her that brought has brought her to where she is today in her career and as a mom and as a person. Um and she shared it all with us today.
0: Yeah, it was really fun for me to hear too, because I, I don't I don't think I knew I might've heard it before that she was your client, but when she was telling her story, I didn't know when, when you were fitting in, I wasn't sure if it was before all of what she told us and then she finally got to it. So it was just so cool to hear her transition of becoming an RD, but also working with the dietitian. And I think that's huge. Um, And yeah, I think this might've been the first one that we both cried. (laughs) I was like trying not to, so I was like, like smiling. My and, like, eyes got real red for a second. Yeah. And
1: I'm like hiding yeah. them back. Yeah. But it's really interesting. She brought up a, a very interesting point too that I think others can definitely relate to that as a dietitian, you know, sometimes we can't dietitian ourselves and that's not mm-hmm. anything to be ashamed of, you yeah. know? And if you need the support in a different area, you know, reaching out to find that help, which was a big theme of the episode in a lot of different ways is not anything to be ashamed of and shame on anybody who has turned down help for you in the past. So you know this was a very inspiring episode, empowering episode. Do you have anything to add before we just get into it?
0: The only thing I was gonna add is for people listening, she, you know, of course her story was emotional, but it it goes really in depth about the struggles behind becoming pregnant. And I think it's something you know we talked about today with IVF. It's not talked about enough and So for Nikki to go there and to be so open and vulnerable, I think this message is going to help so many women and couples who are struggling. Um, So I think definitely stay tuned if that's something that even remotely interests you or or your loved ones. And
1: I can't wait for you guys to hear her ending of the story too, because it's a beautiful one. Um, It's very, very special. And we're super excited to share it with you. So without further ado, here we go. Welcome back, everybody. We have a new episode of Drunk Dietitians, and I'm like fangirling right now because we have the Chris Kardashian of nutrition here with us today. And I'm not just saying that, that is literally, I think, in your Instagram bio. Um, we have Nikki Petruselli, who is a very special guest for me in a lot of different ways. Nikki and I. Go way back, probably like three years ago, we met through a mutual friend and the fitness world. We worked out in the same gym chain, just in different spaces. Um, And I met Nikki because she was once my client. And she is a dietitian now, who's absolutely crushing her private practice career. And we just have so many things to go over today. Her story is super unique, and it's going to be really special. Um, I'm staring at her bar cart right now. (laughs) Up the whole time. (laughs) I just gave my dog like the one of those bully sticks that's like really long, so he'd be quiet the entire time because I was listening to myself on someone else's podcast, and I was like, oh my god. You can hear my dog barking downstairs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> your voice and came like running in
1: the
2: room. Like, cute, Rose, you're aesthetically pleasing fit.
1: You are oh, the cutest. So, so cute. before we get into all the good stuff that we're gonna cover today, Sammy and I always do something called rapid fire so we can get to know you a little bit better. Um, before we cheer, Sammy's gonna take this away for us.
0: Perfect, I am gonna just add some random ones <laughs> in here too. So it'll be fun. Um, okay, so let's do it. You ready? Yes. All right. Night at the club or Netflix and chill? Netflix and chill. Awesome. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Obviously. Um, (laughs) For anyone who's not watching, she was just holding up her dog. Um, Wine or beer? Wine. Awesome. Coffee or tea?
2: Tea. Perfect.
0: Tequila or vodka? Vodka. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I feel like we need to go back. I don't think, have we had No one has said tea. I was going to say maybe one other, but I don't even think so.
2: Before you're a certain age, and then we just all will never do it again.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Um, Okay, snow or sand? Snow. Okay. Um, This is a big moment of truth for Jenna and I. It's a big debate.
1: You better answer correctly.
0: (laughs) Crunchy or smooth peanut butter?
1: Crunchy. I knew we were meant to be.
0: Yeah. (laughs) For you guys. Um, what is your favorite holiday and why?
2: My favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving because I love that there's no presence. I think that there's a lot less stress on the holiday for that reason. I think that really Focusing on your family and your friends, whomever that may be. family That's what I called friend family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that table at that moment, and we do something in my family where we go around before we start our meal. And we say something that we're thankful for, for the last year. And usually since I'm an emotional train wreck, I end up like sobbing. Having, <laughs> like, I love you, daddy. I love you. I'm so grateful you're, you're not sick anymore. Like it just gets like really, but you know what? The thing is like, you don't know any moment who's not going to be there the next Thanksgiving or who's not going to be there the next. And I just feel like any opportunity that kind of forces you to pour your passion and heart out to those that you love is such an opportunity that you need to take. So yeah. I love Thanksgiving for that reason, because that it's just about food and family. And those
1: are literally the two most important things in my life. Yeah. I love that. What a great I mean, answer. Yeah. I mean-
0: <laughs> Couldn't have said it better. Uh, and then last one here, if you could have one thing in limitless quantities, but it cannot be money for the rest of your life, what would it be? Giggles. Oh, oh I feel I like you, are, you
2: have those. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: My kids, when they're giggling, even when I'm not, like, I'm not the one around and I just hear them in the other room giggling, I could listen to that for hours. And it's something that really pulls me from whatever I'm doing and just makes me happy. So if I could just kind of snap my fingers and hear giggles all the time, I feel like it would help me a lot in life.
1: (laughs) Well, Well, on that note, I'm... Can you hear that Crap Oh open. yeah! the drink yeah. today right by the microphone? Um, well, some cheers. <laughs> cheers to that oh, to start God. this episode. Um, and on the note of your kids, can we hear a little bit more about their career first? Because I think it's an interesting spin to, you know, all the layers of things that you do every single day.
2: Yeah, so I quite literally am a uh, Chris Kardashian. My kids are both late mm-hmm. ready.
1: Look at those baby models. Like I cannot. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh, models. (laughs) They're legitimately and they're um, Irish twins. Yeah, they're Irish twins. They are um, eleven
2: months apart. So I started this because I had really bad postpartum with Piper and I was looking for a way to leave the house and have purpose and do something but I wanted to do it involving them. So uh, they love to take pictures like you put them out in front of a camera they just start smiling and they're happy and they love to talk and meet new people. I live in a very um, waspy town so I wanted to go out of this area and kind of allow them to meet people who are different than they are and so we live by the city. I figured what better opportunity than kind of do this they can save for college and if one day they wake up and they don't want to do it anymore then we don't do it anymore Um, but they they really do they love it they have confidence they can walk into a room they talk to adults with no problem they follow directions and I have these beautiful pictures now to you know have for the rest of their lives and embarrass them with you know when they turn every other age moving and
1: on. they've been in like old navy ads gap ads like where else
2: that's
1: okay <laughs> where oh,
2: else yeah. so sorry <laughs> <laughs> well yeah they, they've worked with all of those people they've been in times square they've been in union square they've been in billboards wow. piper was the uh, babies Are us baby and I remember we were vacation in Florida. Um, by the way, <laughs> Sammy, I'm like fangirling because St. Augustine is my happy place. Um, I was I got married. Married down there uh, for uh, a week in March. We go every year. It's like the place where I found out after not being able to get pregnant for seven years that that's where I was <laughs> pregnant. Um, they called me down there. And so I went to all the churches down there and prayed and you know, <laughs> at the Fountain of Youth and all that. But anyway, it's tangent. Um, <laughs> Rosie. <laughs>
0: It's like, what about me?
2: She's super special to me, and if she could be a dog model, I'd totally drive into the city for her, too. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is just, you know, it's something that really um, helped me get out of my funk, and it's something that is incredible. We were down in Florida, like I said, and we walked into Babies R Us, and Piper was literally the entire billboard outside the store.
1: No, what a great so feeling. Cool. This thing.
2: It's crazy. Mason, we were watching TV and his Target commercial came on. He's like, that's me. You know, <laughs> it's nuts. Um, with that said, you know, if they ever get to the point they don't want to do it, I stop doing it with them, but also they have no idea what's going on. Like, <laughs> they get paid. They don't know, like, what a casting is. They literally, Mason calls it, are we going to Brooklyn to play with the kids? So, you know, <laughs> um, it just, it's fun. It's its interesting. And it's a way to, you know, add another level of crazy to my life.
0: <laughs> That's so cool. Right. I have a question, like, just knowing like, you know, the model industry and, and the eating disorder that runs rampant and just like body image stuff. Like, do you ever, obviously not with your kids, it sounds like such a positive experience, but like, Do you ever see that like starting in young ages with kids around them or?
2: Now the world is really turning. I really feel awesome. like now the whole entire landscape of the fashion industry, and it's been very cool to witness this firsthand that there is not that one token plus model. So that awesome. act like, they have everything covered. Yeah. We're genuinely casting women and men and transgendered women, transgendered men, pansexual trans really yeah. every single human um, that comes in there is treated like they have, an equal opportunity to be booked in, in a, um, in a campaign and truly these industry you know, representatives, the casting directors, the stylists, the wardrobe—they are all so incredibly in tune with this movement, and not only having it be positive, but having it be seamless. So it's not mm-hmm. necessarily like, okay, like guys, today we have this person on set. Yeah, every single human is treated the way that they should be. And craft services has totally changed. So craft services now they have really, you know, mindful choices. They don't just have a table of crap out there for everybody. You know, they'll have chocolate and they'll have fruit and they'll have, you know, poached eggs and they'll have avocado toast and they'll have chips. And they really do a really great job at well-rounding, not only the experience for the people, but the sustenance that they're giving everybody there. And I think that that's something that is really, um, you know, an important movement that I'm proud that my children are witnessing because now, they're not just growing up in a very superficial industry they're being able to see that all different kinds of people no matter who you are no matter what you are you have an opportunity to shine and show the world that you are valued by an international campaign
0: that's awesome
1: yeah really special yeah Yeah.
0: that's huge and
1: And it's real you know it really is like for you balancing all of that like how do you do it all so tell us a little bit more about you your nutrition philosophy which is super unique and special and you bring a whole element of fun and funny to it Um, and you just launched this like insane private practice in your first month so Nikki and I are in the same mentorship um, and her first month she signed 32 new clients on her first month as an entrepreneur which is incredible and needs to be celebrated all on its own Um, but so you know tell us a little bit more about your practice and what you do And then before I forget to mention it, I want to scale back and hear more about like, you know, those years before kids and, you know, that piece of your life as well.
2: Sure. So for me, I've always wanted to be a mom. I have always kind of, um, most kids or girls that I have grown up with always knew where they wanted to get married, what they wanted their dress to look like. I genuinely never really cared about that stuff. I was just like, well, you know, it'll be fun. We'll fall in love and we'll get married. And for me, it's always been like envisioning what it would be like to have kids. Like I would go to Disney and be like, this is gonna be so much better when we have kids. Or at like Christmas time, I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be great when the kids walk down the stairs and you know and your husband like so freaked out by that when it was like early on <laughs> it's really funny because he is such a he i love you jeff but he heard <laughs> too that at our wedding he literally had the videographer sit us down and he spoke to our future children oh. and at the time i was like this is like this, i was like this is so weird like trying to play this off and i'm like is this like this is not okay this is <laughs> uh, and- honestly now i'm so happy that we have it and he left you almost told me not to do it and He has, that's been one of the things that we've always had between the two of us. We've always wanted to be parents. We've always wanted to, you know, fill our house with those giggles that I was talking about, or, you know, have a chance to kind of raise good humans and, you know, put into the world people who appreciate people. So that was something that I really wanted to do, um, you know, growing up and as an adult also. So when I went back to school for nutrition, actually, I started off as a social media um, representative at MTV. I was in their ground level. For- no
1: wonder you're so amazing at it. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> That's when we started and that was kind of before it was called anything. It was it was kind of user-generated content is what we mm-hmm. referred to it as. So I was working there and I was not happy. Um, The reason I wasn't happy is because I would see not everyone, but a lot of my superiors just didn't have that family life that I wanted. And it was because of the time constraints of their career. And although very meaningful and purposeful, I just didn't want to give 90% of me to a, a job like that without feeling like I was having some type of a reward that was human based. So I really kind of thought about things. I'm like, well, what do I like to do? And I'm like, well, I love nutrition. I love reading self magazine, shape magazine, cosmopolitan, like all the women's sides of it. At the time, I didn't know that most of it was bullshit, but I read all about it and took the quizzes and then cried for seven hours. In the but you know, um, before, that, you know, I was just really interested in it. So I. Literally cold called um, these programs and just started saying, you know, hi, I work for MTV. I'd really love to come back to be a student. How would this work? So I went back to school and I became a registered dietitian and I I went through the process and along the way I met some great people and I kind of worked on what I wanted to do and who I wanted to work with and who I wanted to help. And at first it was oncology. I wanted to go into Mm. oncology. And I wanted to work with kids and that worked great uh, for a while until I got married and I really wanted to have children and I started seeing my future children and all of my patients and <laughs> I am a very emotional person and I'm very empathetic. So I take on a lot of pain from other people and it was really kind of changing the person who I was. It was making me into a very depressed person, a very um, jaded person, a very sad person. And while I felt my work was important, it was really transforming me into a very dark place. So I chose to come out of that and I became a dietitian for a ShopRite which we also have in common.
1: All three of us. <laughs> that's how we met, me and Sam. Yeah, she Cheers. was my boss.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that's what I, um, I went to do. And during that time, I started going through the IVF process because we had tried to start a family and I could not get pregnant. And it was the most debilitating time of my life. I was so sad. I was so without ability to help. I felt like I was failing as a woman, as a wife, as a daughter. I was trying to, you know, provide a family not just for my family but, you know, give grandchildren and and really one of those moments the one thing that I did was I started to turn to food because that was something that was very comforting for me. And I really put all of my control into that whether it was extreme restriction Or extreme binging um, I was calling the shots so I felt like I was in control and I would label things like well I'm I know that bromelain is good for you know IVF transfer so I'm gonna eat you know six pineapples and you know I would overdo things and I would kind of label it like well I went to school for this so I know what to do you know and unfortunately during that time I started to lose me entirely Um, I'm a dancer I grew up dancing I grew, I grew up doing fitness classes, and those are things that really make me happy, and I go for the social aspect and the emotional aspect more than the physical aspect, even to this day, and I stopped going because I was embarrassed with the way I looked, and I didn't want to tell people that I was a dietitian because I felt like since I was a dietitian, I should look a certain way, I should eat a certain way, and nobody was going to want to listen to me, so I went into this really recluse time in my life. And then my husband, who is unbelievably supportive, and my mom and everybody, and they just kept telling me, like, you're going to be a mom, you're going to be a mom, you're going to be a mom. So my seventh round of IVF, the last round, where I said, I'm never doing this anymore because I stopped going to baby showers. I stopped wanting to be around people who had kids. And this I'm the person who sat at the kids' table. I still sit at the kids' table. (laughs) as an adult being married, like I sat at the kids table because I wanted to be with kids or I would be the one at a barbecue playing with the kids or in the basement playing with the kids. I was not like a real social adult person, but the kids like I'm there. We're putting on shows. We're making up editing, <laughs> videotaping. Like it's just, we, I always just really related and resonated with kids. So, cause I wanted to be a mom in the worst way. So we did our last IVF. I said to Jeff after this, like, I just want to do surrogacy or adoption I can't put my body through anymore I had gained a tremendous amount of weight I really lost my identity and what happened was we went to St. Augustine he booked a trip for me for the two of us and he said let's go to St. Augustine we ov- always wanted to go there my grandparents used mm-hmm. to go there and um, I really wanted to go to the Fountain of Youth and I really wanted to go to the various parts down there and I felt like it was very like spiritually cleansing and mm-hmm. you know just kind of where it all began for our country, for our world, for just so many different things. And I said, let's just get away. So he booked it. And the day after my IVF, um, we went down. And they said to me, you have to go get blood work. You have to go get it. Otherwise, the insurance isn't going to cover it. And I was, because I said, I'm I'm not even going to check because it's not going to work. And I went to a random quest diagnostic lab in Pontevedra down there Aww. and I walked in and I got my blood work done and I came back and you know, I'm not thinking anything of it. And we went to, um, the Colombian is our favorite, like literally our favorite. Great so we restaurant. And they're doing the side table salad as they're yeah. doing. It. I'm sitting there, and the phone rings, and it's my doctor's office. And they call you no matter what. And I'm like, I'm just, i just not mentally prepared to take a call right now. And Jeff's like, just answer it. Like once you answer it, it'll. Be I have like- the chills
1: everywhere. I'm like waiting for this. <laughs>
2: pick up the phone and I could barely hear him. It was my doctor, Dr. Stelling. And I, I, he's like, can you, I can't really hear you. Can you go to a quiet area? So I'm like, yeah. So, cause he knew I was done. So I walked over and he's like, so like, are you having fun down there? And I'm like, yeah, we're having a good time. He's like, are you drinking? I'm like, yeah, you know, we just got sangria. It's great. It's <laughs> good. He's like, I want you to keep doing that because you have a lot to celebrate. And I'm like, what? He goes, cause you're pregnant. I, like, I could cry <laughs> and then immediately i'm like i killed the baby <laughs> freaking out i'm like i gave the fetal alcohol syndrome like I'm, you know like <laughs> a barrier. and he's like
0: relax
2: he's like, people don't even know they're pregnant at this point you have so much time before like i want you to go back to that table and finish then sangria with your husband and appreciate each other and enjoy this time together Well, oh,
1: i have tears <laughs> in my
0: eyes
2: <laughs> Me too. he did And we really just, St. Augustine has become like our safe place, our place to go and really kind of decompress. And, you know, then I went back from, after Mason was born, I go back for my checkup and they're like, Hey, you're pregnant. I'm like, no, I'm not (laughs) pregnant. I'm like, that's impossible. They're like, is it really impossible? Or Mm -hmm. is it just like you're saying it's impossible? I'm like well, there's a slight chance. <laughs> so, uh, You know, so then of course, you know, the dreaded pee in a cup uh, that you do at the gynecologist and okay. like, no, it's you're pregnant. I'm like, no, that's actually probably leftover from last time. <laughs> Eight weeks ago. And I'm still healing. And they're <sighs> like, Hmm. Okay. So I call my, my reproductive specialist where I got all my IVF treatments and I drive there with Nathan in the bucket seat, in the backseat, seat, I'm hysterical crying, not because I'm happy because I'm having a meltdown and, there and I made them do blood work and right, they're like, you're beta, you're, you're pregnant, you're pregnant. So, you know, yes, I was so happy and so excited and so, you know, terrified. <laughs> but also completely terrified. I thought Jeff was going to be aggravated. I'm like, Jeff, I'm pregnant. He's like, this is amazing. I'm like, no, it's not. You know, <laughs> we call my parents. And my dad's like, how did this happen? Like, my mom's like, Ralph, you know how this happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand. I don't understand it's like I don't understand. I don't know. because literally Mason was 10 weeks old. You know, and so um during this amazing and happy time, I had two back-to-back pregnancies. I had gone through IVF for a tremendous amount of time. I really had become the person who from the outside who I wanted to be. But then once I had Piper, I really fell into a really dark hole. I did because I had no identity anymore. I felt like, here I am, I'm a mom. I'm supposed to be so happy that I'm a mom and I feel so uncomfortable. I don't wanna be in any pictures. I don't want anybody to talk to me about losing the baby weight because that's all people want to do once you have a baby. Oh, you'll snap back. Oh, now you can start going to the gym. Oh, now. And you just want to tell everybody to go fuck themselves because you're like, Mm -hmm. really? like my body just went through trauma
1: like my for years <laughs> back like, to no, back
2: I'm not sleeping i want my husband to literally move to another continent so that it doesn't happen <laughs> again. and you know i it is so much pressure to oh you're young you'll snap back that's what everybody kept saying to me oh. snap back you'll snap back you'll like uh, snap back that first of all that sounds painful and <laughs> I didn't want to, I wanted to just enjoy being a mom, but all of this pressure to be, you know, well, you're a dietitian, you know what to do. That's what everybody kept saying to me. And so I'm like, what? I don't know what to do because it's me. Like I can help other people, but I can't help myself because I have nobody to be accountable to if I'm doing it myself. So that's when I was mindlessly scrolling during a midnight feeding and I'm looking and I come across Jenna and (laughs) somebody who is not only relatable and happy, but is telling me that I don't have to be miserable to get to the place that I want to be at. And I can you know, use those pieces of me that I like. And instead of focusing on the way I look, let's focus on the way you feel. And, and respected the fact that I was a dietitian, and you know, really worked with me on a level where I felt like I was helping myself, helping her help me. And it gave me this confidence and this unbelievable feeling of worth. Really going back into nutrition gave me this feeling that you know, yes, you can do this. And you can do this on your own terms. And you can do this on your own timeline. And let's focus on the things that you want to change. You you tell, you know, Jenna was like, you want to change your health because you want to, you know, you're saying you want to be able to play with your kids. Let's focus on that. What are foods that make you feel good, that give you energy? You know, um, you're telling me that you're hungry at night because you're not eating during the day. All right, well, let's figure out ways that you can eat with your kids during the day. Let's figure out ways that you can cook once and all of you can enjoy this together. Going back to Thanksgiving, you know, that whole idea. We of- work
1: together during your Thanksgiving.
2: Yes. Yes. And not being at a place in my life where I'm foregoing that pie that brought me back to being eight years old with my grandma. Or, you know, that after dinner cookie and, you know, fennel that Italians eat when, you know, I remember my grandparents sitting around screaming, yelling at each other over Sicily being better than Naples. And um, (laughs) just really showed me that if you can be yourself. And people can relate to you in a way that is authentic. That is the most rewarding thing you can ever do for somebody. You know, you don't have to pretend to be somebody that you're not because there are people out there who are looking for you because of who you are. And after I got my health together and I really started to take the focus away from putting so much pressure on myself to look a certain way, to eat a certain way, and really had this ingrained in my head that this positive energy, um, I knew that once I was okay, that I wanted to do this for other people. So Jenna was really the turning point in my I'm life. Cry. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Me too.
2: <laughs> and honestly, like before I knew who were Sammy, like fuck Diet Culture Friday, like she's yes. me in a way that I've never had somebody speak to me before. Just telling me that these feelings I was having were not invalid. Just because yeah. everybody in the world is keto doesn't mean that I have to be too. And that mm-hmm. is not the only way to reach my goals. And just because I disagree with things that are so prevalent in today's society, and today's pop culture, does not mean I'm wrong. In fact, mm-hmm. it makes me feel like I'm empowered to now know that I have like-minded individuals like you created. You created a community in your comment section you know, all of us together, but coming together and saying things like, yes, fuck this. Like <laughs> I need to be one of those people who's buying into all this different bullshit tactics of sales. Cause that's what it is. It's sales. Yeah. You yeah.
0: know, absolutely
2: not the right people behind the wheel. And huh? that's my
1: issue with it, you know. And it's thriving on TikTok. I know we're all on there now. It is I fucking it thriving up. on TikTok. <laughs> Somebody's fighting me like, if you have a liver, you don't need carbs. And
0: I was like, what am I doing? I'm here. <laughs> like, honestly, really, and, and I don't know how long I'm gonna last. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> Sammy's gonna get it's, kicked off. It's just like <laughs> ridiculous. Like You're your it's so
2: has been so bad. Before. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> off too many people <laughs>
0: can't. not
2: really like this community i never knew existed i thought that dietitians were calorie counters and macronutrient counters and restrictors and you know a lot
0: are let's be yeah, clear yeah. You know, and <laughs> no. rightfully so and we kind of all came from that i don't know about you nikki but i know jenna and i one well, hundred that's, that's, <laughs> well, that's, what, that's what we're taught and it, it comes back to like the curriculum needs to change the yes. teachers need to change like I have students messaging me every day on Instagram my MNT professor just told us that keto is the best way to lose weight and I'm like what the fuck like what like and, and they're like is that true and I'm like no but you know that's that's what they're (laughs) learning the
1: best way to land yourself in the hospital in a couple years so there you go
0: (laughs) there's so much that needs to change
2: i I always say that diets that um really pound in like overuse of protein must have something going on with dialysis centers where they're going to get a kickback in a few years (laughs) where everybody who's literally shot their kidneys to shit ends up there yeah. Like these are things that are so close-minded. And so that's your, your next point. post. Okay. <laughs> like, I like that. Yeah. The behind the scenes. <laughs> <spring. laughs> Literally, <laughs> all- It's just, it's, it's amazing. I love social media and I hate social media. I love social yep. media because it connects like-minded people. And I mm-hmm. hate social media because sometimes it makes you doubt who you are and what you're doing. For sure. 100%. Because, you know, like you said, people in comments, like even though you know that they're not right, when a lot of people start saying something, you're like, wait a minute, maybe I, you know, and then you find Fuck Diet Culture Friday. And then you find these cute little avocado cash that Jenna's posting. And you're like, <laughs> okay, these are my people. Like, I'm gonna stop worrying about the people who are hating and focus on the people that we're helping.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Well, I mean, there's so much to say right now. And like, first, I just want to thank you for sharing that entire story. And like, I hope you know that we are going to blast this out in so many different ways. And I just, I know the right people are going to find you from this. And like, that makes me so happy because you're electric. Like you are an electric human being. Like it comes through in every post. And for people that don't follow her, we'll tell you where soon. But like, she's a dancer at 305 Fitness too. And we'll teach you how to shake your ass and also (laughs) overcome. Um, all of these things (laughs) that she's done. And like, you're you're a warrior, Nikki, like you really are. And it's just so like, thank you for sharing that with us. Because I mean, I'm so grateful to have had the chance to get you to know you in a different way, but I even learned so much right there. And like, oh, that was just so good. And so your Instagram really brings together like the call outs in these different areas and you relate it to pop culture. And now I get why, because that was your background.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I really did. I mean, I grew up in the, you know, the nineties and for me, it was, you know, SNICK. It, yes. it was, you know, it was these ways where as kids, we learned what was going on in the world through pop culture. You know, Lori Beth with her nightly news. Yes please learn about the world. You know, Linda Allerby, you know, these people who were on our screen connecting with us on the level that we needed to be connected with. And that's how I feel I'm trying to get my message across. Like, hey girl, I see you sitting there, you know, contemplating whether you should skip that meal or not. And I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't, you know, and, and it's really kind of embracing the culture of memes and gifts and really kind of Calling people out to stop the fuckery, you know, like (laughs) making people feel shitty for thinking. That should be the name of the episode. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I think it's a great name.
2: let's let's really throw down and let's talk about the real benefits and also talk about the negative sides of it you know like let's look at both sides of it and then at the end of that let's throw all that all the window and talk about what you want to do because what makes you feel good
0: mm-hmm. you know
2: and and that is something that i am really enjoying doing so i feel like it's it's really fun it's me for the first time in my life i feel like i don't not following any Strict guidelines or rules or this, and I'm really connecting with like-minded people. So right now, this week, I love social media. <laughs>
0: this, in this week, in this moment.
2: at this exact yeah. time, I love it.
0: So funny! Oh my god! You're you're a storyteller. Like, yeah. have, like, have you told like I know you've obviously probably shared your story with others, but do you tell this story a lot that you just told us?
2: Actually, I've never really told the story before. Really? Yeah. yeah.
0: See, I just assumed like you it's are so, a storyteller.
2: I thank you. I um, I love movies. I love um, I like to think that when I walk outside, sometimes when I was a kid, I used to give myself theme music. I
0: used to- <laughs> yeah, like you're like, <laughs> like walking around and it's playing. I like,
2: like, oh, hey, I didn't see you there. I'm just getting a snack. Like, I'm very, i <laughs> of a teenage drama queen was literally my life growing up. I feel so bad for my parents because everything was like, what do you mean I can't sleep over Jordan's house? Like, <laughs> Um, and then not caring about it three minutes later. But I feel like offering people like an experience, um, you know, something that they can get involved in, and telling them, you know, your life can be like this too. You know, like your life can be exciting, and and it can be boring, and it can be fun, and it can be scary, and it can, you know, all these things make a great film. You would not watch a film that was boring the whole time and played this, you know, make your life the movie that you want to watch yeah. you know and so I feel like when I when I kind of talk about my stories I think it's kind of more like screenwriting I'm sorry
0: <laughs> um, no but it's, but, it's awesome <laughs> and I think a lot of women would connect with your story and if you haven't already like I want to challenge you to make like an IGTV and like tell your story like you're talking to us or a girlfriend
2: I definitely will. Thank you.
0: But, I will. Yeah, because people need to hear it, and I think you would be. I think it would be amazing to see how many people would reach out to you directly after hearing that. So, I mean, and they're gonna hear it on Drunk Dietitian. Oh yeah, I on, can't wait to
1: say this is the first. Yeah, yeah, we got it here. <laughs> and, and honest to God, I mean, especially talking. I don't know if you've talked about this on social media before too, but IVF is like. As a woman, wow. I know it's becoming more and more discussed right now, but people don't talk about that enough. You yeah. know, I'm getting older. I texted my husband a couple of weeks ago. This is so bad. And I was like, I'm going to freeze my eggs. And he was like, I don't feel like this is a text <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I all the time. Why are you texting this? Yeah. But like, I, you know, I've now like researched a little bit more about like what the process of IVF is. And it is, as a female, like, people don't understand what that is, what it must feel like physically, but also emotionally. Well, so
2: you feel like you really do. You feel like a failure. You know, you do, because this is our, you know, our, our natural right as a woman right, to bear children. And when you can't do this, and I remember there were people in my life that used to say things like, you know, well, everything's fine with Jeff, right? It's not him. Oh God. Like, yeah, everything's fine with him.
1: Like cool, <laughs> like,
2: what you're saying is you know, <laughs> like you know, and and it's this whole pressure and this and then you have people who are like, Oh my God, just relax, just go out and get drunk and relax, and you're like, Honey, I am. getting drunk, but then I'm laying on a bed with my legs in the air for three hours because I don't want things to go anywhere else. <laughs> you know? And I'm not showering for like two days because like might come out. And, I'm and like, these are the things that you do. And, like, girls, I know you're listening to this when we put the pillow under our booties to make things inclined. You're like, come on, come on, come on. you know. And these are things where you're like, Like, if I would have known I couldn't get pregnant, like, I would have done things a little differently. Like, what the hell? Like, you know, and and it's just this idea of, well, you're young. I got that a lot when I first started seeking help. You're young, things will turn, things will be fine. You have time. And you know what? Especially when it comes to our profession, like, age doesn't matter. When you feel a certain way and you are reaching out for help, that is the moment you need the help. Yes, You know, and for medical professionals to literally look at you and say things like, oh, you know, even with postpartum, I had postpartum depression to a place where, you know, I had thoughts that I was terrified to tell anybody because I thought they were going to take my children away. I thought that they were going to take my kids away. And I, all I wanted to say was I'm not having these thoughts about anybody else and I would never do anything to my children. It's just myself. I feel like I'm causing everybody so much pain that if I wasn't here, I would be you know, putting my family in a better place. And these are thoughts, I mean, my family describes me, and I'm sure you can see this, if my right arm was cut off, I would apologize to you for getting blood on the floor. That's my personality. personality. Like, I'm like, it's fine. Like, I would have been that person on the Titanic being like, you guys go ahead, I'll wait for the next one. Like, I'm always a glass half full kind of person. So when I could not put a, put a, like a pin in why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And I went to my doctor and asked him for help. And he turned to me and said, it's because you're a new mom and you're not sleeping.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm like, no, it's not. You know, my sex drive is down. Well, you're a new mom and you just had a baby. You're probably uncomfortable in your body. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like my husband never makes me feel uncomfortable in my body. That's not what it is. You know, I'm, I'm having really bad thoughts and I'm crying a lot. Well, it's probably frustrating. You know, like everything I said, there was an answer to it, but it was none of it involved, how can I help you? How can I help you? You know, what's going to help you? And I searched all over the place. And then I started to kind of go back into a hole again. And I would call my mom at 2 a.m. and be like, you need to come help me right now. I'm in the bathroom and I, I need help now. And my mom would, I swear to God, she used to say that she would pray for a cop to pull her over so that he could escort her, you know, quicker to where I lived. Um, You know, and, and I get that now as a mom, like I would literally be sprinting down like the highway, like, (laughs) Um, but you know, there, there comes a point in our life where help, if it's not offered to us when we're asking for it, there's a very different road that we can go down. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, all of us can relate to that, especially in our practices in who we work with and just being that voice and that ear and that validation for people at the end of the day, like all we want to do is be heard. So having people in my life from, a, from a, you know, a place of importance and a place of education telling me that what I'm feeling is invalid and what I'm feeling is not actually real, it really, really messed with my head. You know, it did. And working with a dietitian, you know, like Jenna, who is just a very positive person. And seeing, Sammy, seeing your posts where you literally hold up these cute little signs and you're like, do you like burgers? Eat one. And then it's like, <laughs> eat one. And I'm like, oh shit, she's not just saying that. Like, she's really doing it. Like, this is where I wish people would continue to search. Instead of looking and finding maybe those surface people that are disagreeing with them, like... Guys, just keep looking, because you're going to find those people and that tribe that will pull you out of whatever shit you're going through, because I'm here to tell you like you can hit the bottom and then fall down a little
1: more, and you could come out the other side and be here to tell your story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, and I don't want to speak out of turn, but you're also a cancer survivor, aren't you? So I've been through a lot of, um, I've had fine
2: needle samples done, I've had um, biopsies done, I've had things removed from me, I've had masses, I've had growths, I've had it all, um, and I'm BRCA1 and 2 positive. So for me, this is something that I genuinely pull from when I'm having, you know, a crappy day and I look at, you know, the fact that I have to go back for a removal or back for a biopsy or back for a, you know, a treatment of any kind. I'm looking at other individuals who are fighting, you know, longer and harder and pushing. And honestly, you know, that that just puts things in perspective. Like, no matter what we're going through, somebody has been through it. And no matter what you're, you know, you might go through one day, someone has come out the other side of it. So if you get a phone call from your doctor, if you get, you know, those, those things that feel like you've been punched in the stomach, um, you know, those things where you feel like you're completely out of control, it don't let yourself go to that place of fear, go to that place of comfort. And I know for a lot of people, you know, that is food and that is, you know, working out and and that is reading a book and that is painting and it's spending time with people like find, you know, it comes back to find your tribe, find your passion and push through it. You know, like we could just pile it on and pile it on and you could choose to be miserable or you could choose to move forward. And if you can't pull yourself from choosing to feel miserable or choosing to move yourself forward, then go to somebody who's going to listen to you and can get you the help that you need. Because yeah. that's really where I was. You know, I had so many things that I had come out of on the other side of, and I had so many people in my life telling me, but you have so much to be thankful for. You <laughs> want to, you know, you have so much to be happy about, you know, like your, you know, th- your, your, your latest test came back. It was negative. You know, it, it was you know, and all of these things, they add up. And if they can't make you happy, that's okay. Because you know what? Something needs to be fixed. Something needs to be worked on. Something needs to be addressed. And there are people in this world that are fighting the good fight and will listen to you. It's not, you know, don't take that no or that dismissal as your ultimate answer. Speechless. (laughs)
1: Speechless. <laughs> like, you're literally superwoman. And I'm so happy that these women have found you. And I can't wait for the more and the masses that come running because you're like, talk about relatable. My goodness. <laughs> you know, it's just, I feel like when you're a woman
2: and you become a mom, so much of you changes. And I'm not taking away the role of a father at all, but really, there's not much that changes for them physically. Um, they literally get you pregnant doing one of the things they think about all day. (laughs) Um, they, They, you know, get to be on the happy side, usually of things. Um, they're, they're not. Pushing, they're not getting cut, they're not recovering, they're not, um, you know, yes, they're waking up, but if you're breastfeeding, they really can't do anything. You know, they're handing you the baby. And then at that point, you're like, you know what, just sleep because really, at least then one of us is sleeping. And then you look at them while you're breastfeeding and you envision yourself taking a pillow and smothering them. <laughs> that will
0: be me 100%.
2: 100%. <laughs> I remember when Piper was born. I, Mason was sleeping through the night, and I was holding her, and she was screaming. She was colic, and that is such like a traumatizing thing as a dietitian because you're like, I know what you're eating is okay. <laughs> you know, like, I know I'm okay. You're breaking it down, you know, like, and you're thinking all these things, and she's screaming, and I'm holding her, and I'm looking at this cherub of a husband just sleeping and enjoying dreaming about, you know, soccer games and you know, <laughs> bringing his daughter to the father-daughter dance. And I'm sitting there like with yesterday, forget that, like literally last week's clothes on and <laughs> staring at him. And I just wanted to <laughs> end things for a little bit for him. So, you know, like These feelings, and then you're like, wow, I'm a psycho. like. <laughs> like this what what is happening to me and then you look in the mirror and this is the part nobody tells you you look in the mirror and you're like well I knew I had stretch marks on the top of my stomach because I saw them but then as your stomach starts to go back and you're recovering you find them underneath your belly <laughs> and you're like I didn't know those were there so now you're crying in the bathroom at 12 weeks postpartum because you're finding all this new shit all over <laughs> and I don't care what you want to say about your Fucking essential oils. They're not changing my stomach, Sharon. (laughs) They're not. Like, these are mine. And, you know, and then you go online, right? And here's this mom posting a picture in a bikini with stretch marks all over her. And she's like, these are my tiger stripes. I'm proud. And you're like, wow, why don't I feel like that? Mm -hmm. Like, why don't I feel like I'm proud to have stretch marks? There's something wrong with me. And No, there's not, you know, all of us have different feelings about our bodies and different things that we're willing to be okay with and different things that bother us. And, you know, it's just becoming a mom literally changes not only your life, but the truth is it changes your body. And it's a very startling and traumatic experience. And you have to learn how to manipulate your brain and your way of thinking and retrain yourself to create a new system of value. You know, I am not invaluable because my stomach has loose skin. And I am not invaluable because I have stretch marks on my legs. And I am no more less sexy because I have lines running from my belly button to, you know, my nether regions and my thighs, you know? These are things that even though I don't love them and shout from the rooftops, I'm learning to find beauty in the disaster. I'm learning to find that I can focus on other things and realize how strong I am. You know, I can build my strength. I can find other parts of my body to fall in love with again. And I don't have to love every second of every day. And I don't have to love every inch of my body, but I certainly have to respect it. Mm. And I think that's what it comes down to.
0: That's huge. Have you, I'm interested to see, have you watched the documentary Embrace? On Prime Video? I haven't. Okay. For you, for Jenna, if you haven't seen it, uh-huh. this is something we've had all of our clients. It's basically been like required watching. I, love that. I can't remember the woman's name. That's horrible. It came out years ago, but she became a mom, had children, um, and basically like hated her body, did a bodybuilding competition, was standing on stage like at her like perfect body and like hated her body and all the women in the competition hated their body and she's like something's fucked up here and she set out on a quest and traveled the world and looked at all different cultures and how they define beauty and like our beauty industry and it was all about body image it was unbelievable Um, okay we should
1: put that in the notes I need to yes we will
0: and it's in I worked with a mental health counselor um, on our online course we created and she always says like body image is more about the brain than the actual body and it's so true i think people if they've been in a smaller body and after after their body changes it, it becomes like if that was what you valued then it's hard like you said you have to find new value because you valued that that body or that ideal so it's it's huge um but
2: That and I'm happy to hear that there is some, you know, validity like scientifically to to that train of thinking because 100% you know it's really valuable. I love what you do when you bring in mental health counselors, because I think that it's so important. Like I preach all the time, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. And for me, like I have to keep myself mindful of that too. You know, I do have limitations on how, you know, far I can help people. And I think that it's really great that you offer to your clients this ability for a total body, mind, soul, wellness approach. That Mm -hmm. is revolutionary. It's, it's incredible. You, I'm sure this is like the tip of the iceberg for what's ahead for you and i think that this is not only something that you should be proud of but genuinely like i'm proud to know a dietitian like you that's doing this because this really is just completely revolutionary and it's going to help so many people on so many different levels
0: thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> I just, Like, when are just you coming so to st augustine Can you hang out? Drink, <laughs> okay yeah. well let me know we'll we need to go to dinner or something she's okay. literally
1: the best i remember when i came down for um the fuck diet culture friday that we shot you dm'd me and you're like is this real <laughs> like what is life <laughs> well, that literally like i would be like
2: sobbing in the dark and i'd see the both of you and i'd be like oh i, I can laugh for a second you know <laughs> and then like two people in my most favorite place in the entire world i feel like the universe was like girl you got this you
1: got this and how funny that we all started in retail or all had a stint in retail and we can't we can't say this on air but we'll talk about it afterwards but i think we all had the same feelings about some of the same experiences (laughs) Um, but my humor (laughs) But it's just, I mean, there's definitely things in life where there's meant to be moments. And I am so grateful that you shared your story here first. And I will say that forever, that drunk dietitians got Nikki Petro, the nutrition concierge's story first, because girl, talk about, it's only the beginning for someone. It's only the beginning for you. You've been an entrepreneur. I'm going to repeat this for a month and a half, you know, on your own in your nutrition business and are hitting a record breaking month of an insane amount of income that I don't want to disclose without your permission, but I saw it posted the other day in our Slack channel and it's insane and it's amazing. And for everybody listening, male or female, um, just know that if you believe in yourself, anything is possible. And Nikki, you are the true definition of that and everything that you've overcome. We're so grateful to hear your wins and celebrate them with you. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Nice. I feel like we got so many nutrition tipsies today I know. that I just don't even really need to ask one. So I think for everyone listening, Nikki, just tell them like where is the best place for them to find you.
2: Sure. So you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is the Nutrition Concierge, and it's gonna probably be right there.
0: For some- <laughs> I wish we were that cool. I don't think it will be right there. But it'll be linked in the show notes. I
2: here I am <laughs> oh it's just on my lapel No, it's <laughs> I was to come back here what does your caller say No. It's <laughs> um, yeah I'm on Instagram I'm the nutrition concierge and I um, I just really want to help women find their happiness without restriction and deprivation and we really kick guilt to the curb and learn to be happy in whatever way that happy fits for you
1: and where can they find you on TikTok? Just say it. Oh, that's
2: a dancing dietitian. It's
0: the best. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'm going to call right now.
2: It's <laughs> <I> literally twerk lurk. <laughs> hits of TikTok.
1: (laughs) And it's fantastic. She did one choreograph with the fridge that was like really good. Uh, I'm so
0: excited.
1: Uh, Well, thank you for being here. Cannot wait for everybody to hear this story and everybody have a great day. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Guys, thank you so much for listening and being here with us. I am virtually cheersing all of you. We absolutely love sipping on a cocktail with you and sharing as many nutrition tipsies as possible during this episode. We know there are a ton of pods out there and we are so appreciative of your time that you spent listening to us today. Please be sure to check out the show notes for episode details and all of our guest information. We promise to keep bringing you the best and the most knowledgeable and fun guests we possibly can. Please be sure to subscribe, like, share, and post if you enjoyed our content today. And visit us on Instagram and Facebook at Drunk Dietitians to find out what is up next for us on the pod. We absolutely love you. We appreciate you and can't wait to spend more time cheersing with you soon. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader